we can see a, a kind of rising panic amongst uh, much, uh, you know, as you say, it's, a, it's, it's quite divided and complex establishment, but nonetheless, the, the democratic establishment such as it is. Um, we've seen uh, Hillary Clinton very outspoken in her, in her criticisms of Bernie Sanders. John Kerry has been overheard sort of strategizing about ways to stop Sanders, including possibly running himself. And, and then we've seen the, the Democratic National Committee members talking about changing the convention rules in order to make it harder for Sanders to, to win the nomination. How far do you think centrist Democrats might go in their efforts to to, to stop Sanders? Yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely concerning because in addition to these kind of rhetorical interventions, so Clinton's, you know, these different podcasts and interviews that the Netflix series, I guess, that she's been on and, and her comments to the press, this this conversation about Kerry earlier on, Obama was sort of also being critical of candidates that were too far left. There are these rhetorical interventions in addition to rhetoric, we have the possibility of using procedural mechanisms. So there's the procedures that already have sort of tilted the field against Sanders, which is the Democratic National Committee kind of appointments that Tom Perez announced recently. And then there's the, the convention itself and these superdelegates. And so they're all different kind of procedural power plays that can be used to make the nomination of Sanders less likely, even if he wins the popular vote of, of, the, of the different primaries. Mm. Um, so we have to be aware of those. But I don't think we should get too bogged down in either rhetoric or procedural plays coming from the center right now. I think what's most important is that realistically, if Sanders does resoundingly well in the primaries, the rhetoric and the procedural ploys are like going to be a very limited utility for the center because either they will look totally out of touch for the rhetoric or they will just look like brazen manipulations for the procedural stuff. So, you know, if Sanders were to win outright and then there was some attempt to use like superdelegates at the convention to deny him the nomination, I mean, it would just look it would just look too bad. And then and they also wouldn't have the assurance of a really viable candidate against Trump, because whoever if Sanders wins uh, by a healthy margin, whoever comes in second and third is not going to look as good a candidate in terms of defeating Trump. So I think that the, the, the sort of moral of the story is that we should just keep focused on on these primaries, keep focused on phone banking, on canvassing, on small donations, on on a communication strategy that is positive and inspiring to poor and working class and youth voters, people who tend to vote less and who might be a little dispirited by the Iowa results in the sense that if you're not a likely voter, like uh, a confusing outcome is not is not very inspiring. So I think we just need to keep on message and on strategy because the wider the margin between Sanders and the rest of them, the less able the center is going to be able to use kind of undemocratic machinations to deny him a victory. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra, please consider becoming a $5 supporter on Patreon. As well as getting access to extended versions of regular PTO shows, you'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. You can find the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash poll theory other. Thanks for listening.